Parsons. And I'm Shauna West. Welcome to the Creative Exponent Podcast. This is a place where we talk about discovering, upholding, and sharing your creativity. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another mini episode of the Creative Exponent. So we're continuing our creative biographies. These are based on questions from The Creative Habit by Twyla Tharp, and Mm -hmm. we thought it would be fun to kind of think through these ourselves. It is fun. Maybe you'd be interested in... (laughs) It is. I'm having a good time. Okay, so we're on number 11. How do you begin your day? Oh, hmm. How do I begin my day? Every day, I mean, I wake up, hit the floor, cup of coffee, um, usually four days a week. I sit down at my computer before the kids are up, Um, you know, and if it's a week that they're not here with me, then yes, same. Um, But, you know, then the other days I give myself a little extra time to sleep four days a week, um, writing early, early. Uh, So, I mean, that's, yeah. And then the other days it's up, get them dressed to school. And then, uh, and then come back. And I usually, I mean, I try to write first if I can every day. Mm-hmm. Not Sunday. So I get up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I get up, get the kids ready. Um, and then I will, I actually, I'm not a coffee drinker. So I will mm-hmm. have two little wedges of 73% <laughs> dark chocolate from Trader <laughs> Joe's. That's awesome. I know. And that's my morning. It's, that's it's my morning jolt. caffeine. Mm-hmm. Don't judge. <laughs> so none here. I do that. Um, I I go on a walk. I listen to an audiobook or a podcast, and then uh-huh. I'll come back and do a little bit of writing um, of notes, usually, or yeah. a little bit of journaling in response to that. And then I'll yeah. shower, get ready. And I am a big believer in a big breakfast. I tend to eat mm-hmm. like a breakfast around like nine thirty. She or does. So. And I I do like eggs and a salad mm-hmm. and um you know I it's a big thing of fruit it's I like a big breakfast mm-hmm. so that's how I start my day it's yummy too number twelve <laughs> it is yummy number twelve what are your habits and actually it's two questions that they put together in one what are your habits and what patterns do you repeat I mean in general or creatively. I guess we can talk create. Let's talk creative habits. What are your habits? Yeah, I was going to say, um, there's a lot of habits. Um, yes. I mean, I would say that's probably the biggest one is the discipline of writing, which is not something I did ironically until I quit blogging full time, (laughs) you know, back when I was doing that Mm -hmm. full time, um, I just wrote whenever, you know, um, all throughout the day or at night or weekends or whatever. So, that's probably, I would say, the most established habit is that. Um, secondly, just the the input time is now a habit for me. You know, I'm not as disciplined as you with this, but I would say at least three times a week, um, you know, usually Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I'm going to listen to something or read something um, those days uh, so that I can just have some, you know, think good stuff coming in. And then Fridays are a big, that's a creative day for me most of the time, Um, at least in the afternoons after lunchtime. You know, I try, I don't schedule any calls Friday afternoons um, so that I can use that time for photo shoots or writing or painting, playing with paint. You know, those, I would say those are my big three, I think, unless I'm forgetting something. (laughs) Mine is, I fill out 
my daily and weekly planning sheets to try uh-huh. to keep me on task. Yeah. Um, oh, I, yeah, Lord, I got a ton of that uh, stuff. Having in, in, <laughs> input, input and writing are both habits that I do almost every day, or at least every work day. Mm-hmm. And um, my other habit is more kind of how I structure my week in that I front load my week Mm-hmm. So that I get all of my commitments done at the beginning of the week. And then I have the end of the week a little bit more open for yeah. projects that are more creative. Yeah. Um, okay. Describe your first successful creative act. Oh, and I was geez. thinking about it. I, maybe let's talk about like in adulthood, not childhood yeah. necessarily. Well, I don't know. Do you want to do childhood or? I don't know. <laughs> Okay, we'll do adulthood. So your first creative act in adulthood, because that might be a little, we're a little closer to that. Yeah, I mean, it was the blog for me. That was it, you know? It was publishing a post, and it took a couple of months, maybe, like a month or two, and then there were 25 people all of a sudden, you know, that were outside of my Mm -hmm. mom. (laughs) So, I mean, that was it. It was me writing and sharing it. Uh, and it and it turned yeah. into a full blown business. Um, you know, I would say yeah. by luck and by gift and hard work. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, that was so it. So I think mine was um, I bought a ten dollar dresser at a yard sale, and uh-huh. I refinished that thing about three times. Yeah. And <laughs> but I remember the first time I refinished it. Um, I think that was like my first really successful creative act. It turned out great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then describe your second successful creative act. Hmm. Man, well, now that you say that, I feel like that was probably not my first one, but it's just the maybe the most successful. Oh, geez, yeah. I'm a train wreck on this. There's this is totally off the cuff. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that's how it's supposed to be though. It's supposed to be just like, what's your, what's your knee jerk reaction? Yes. Well, you're definitely getting knee jerk here. Um, yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe second would be deciding to, oh, geez. I mean, the book, that was the next big, the next big thing for me, you know? And while, you know, I looked back because I had one career goal in my life and it was to publish a book you know I mean that was it just Mm -hmm. in general I will be published before I am dead (laughs) and um (laughs) that was a big deal to me a big big huge monumental deal to me um it was an honor so yeah I mean I I would say that Hmm. I think um Which I should have been thinking about this a little bit more. I think maybe my second one was, this is just what comes to mind, is I took a photography workshop, an actual Mm -hmm. film photography workshop. We had to take, like, we processed our photographs um, as slides so they could be seen and projected and stuff. Um, Anyway, but I I think that... um, I had some, I experienced some success in that. It was a new creative endeavor for me and seeing that, you know, I could take some good pictures. I feel like that was um, a big deal. That was successful. Yeah. And it definitely, I built on that later in my business. Yeah. And then compare them, compare the first one and the second one. Hmm. 
Oh, man. I feel like maybe I should have done some different answers. <laughs> oh, no. There's no wrong answer. Well, I'll answer first while you think. I think yeah. that what, what mine have in common is that um, in both cases, I was trying something I had never done before. Yeah. And um, it ended up really sparking something within me. And mm-hmm. both of them I ended up continuing with, with refinishing furniture yeah. and with photography. So yeah. um, I think that's what mine kind of have in common. Well, yeah, and I think maybe for for mine, it's that, you know, both of those things taught me to believe in, you know, in what I said in our last, you know, mini episode, which is that I want to use my words, you know. Um, they Both of those things... I finally, number one, I think that I was able to embrace the fact that I was creative. <laughs> um, yeah. Number two, you know, that they they bolstered that belief in, you know, in myself that I, you know, I get to do this, whether it's yep. awesome or not, or p- other people think it is or not, you know, I, I get to do this and it's thrilling just to me. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. We're getting a little deeper here. So we're going to do one word answers to these. It says, um, so it's several words that you give one word, one word answers to. Okay. So you you should see, I can only see like half of your face. (laughs) You look nervous. I'm super nervous. I'm like, okay. Okay. Uh, um, All right. What, what are your (laughs) attitudes towards the first one is money. One word. Just one word. Anxiety. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, I'd say the same thing for me. Anxiety. (laughs) Or I was also going to say, like, necessary. Right. Uh, Power. Gross. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I was going to say icky. (laughs) Okay, praise. Unnecessary. I'd say fulfilling. Yeah. Um, rivals. Oh, there's too many words going through my head. Um, <laughs> just say one. No, <laughs> like I don't want them. I don't have them. I yeah, don't want them. Like you don't believe yes. in rivalry. Yes. <laughs> um, I would say maybe, uh, challenging. Like yeah. they it yeah. can be, they can challenge you in a good way, but it can also be challenging in a negative way. Um, this is work. super vulnerable stuff. Work. I know. Some of these questions are a little hard. Okay, work. Passion. Yeah. Um, love it. <laughs> That's two words. <laughs> All right, play. Happy. <laughs> I'd say imagination. <laughs> Okay, we're done with the one word. God answers. love okay. you if you're listening to these episodes. <laughs> I know. Which which artists do you admire the most? Oh goodness gracious. Well, there's so many different artists I admire. Well, just name a couple uh, or three. Man. Well, okay, since I'm ta- focusing mainly on writing, I'll say that I think that um, that Anne Voskamp's writing, to me, is some of the most vulnerable, raw, real, and imaginative. She just makes this normal, everyday life, I don't know, a painting. She Her words are like a painting. Um, they really are, you know, whether, 
you know, you have all the same beliefs that she does. You know, of course, she's a Christian author, but um, man, I, I think she talks about the human condition in a way that's that a lot of people don't have, honestly, the guts to talk about it, you know, like. Um, I love Brene Brown. You know, I'm a huge Brene Brown fan. Um, yeah. I, I, I respect people like them for, for talking about things that are really at the root of all the other stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, those are, those are two writers, you know, modern day writers I love. Yeah. They, those are good ones. I love, I love Brene Brown as well. Um, I'm going to go old school Mm -hmm. in that I really love, um, Pissarro, who's mm-hmm. an, uh, an impressionist artist. That's maybe my favorite one. And mm-hmm. a little bit more modern, still a little old school, is um, Edward Sego. I love his work mm-hmm. and his colors. Um, and then um, I really, the more I learn about Mozart, the more I kind of like him. Yeah, so. quirky, cool dude. <laughs> I mean, crazy. Yeah, kind of yeah. very interesting. I I really like Mozart, but yeah, mm-hmm. like you, I do. I also I need to read more Anna Voskamp. I haven't read um, oh very much. I mean, I read I follow her on Instagram and read what she writes there, and I'm always like, okay, man, girls got yeah. girls got some away with words. That's for sure. She does, but I haven't read any of her books, so I'll have to I'll have to check them out. Yeah. Okay, and then the next one is hold on. Um, number 18, why are they your role models? Well, yeah, I said that. I think... You've already said them, yeah. Yes. I like, for Pissarro and Seago, I like the colors that they use and their mm-hmm. brushwork. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's really more about, like, their work and not, like, who they are. Sure, so, yeah, which is fine. For me, for the artist, yeah. Um, so what, uh, number 19, what do you and your role models have in common? Hmm, that's a good question. I would say, and I don't know them. <laughs> Mine are really hard now. <laughs> right. I would... I would say, um, not knowing them personally, uh, just based on the things I've read, we've probably walked some some similar paths, you know, uh, in things we've experienced in life. So I think probably our perspectives are similar. Um, I think that they're not afraid to say things that are maybe a little raw, you know, um, and and be real. And and I'm becoming more and more that way. I think I've always been that way, but I'm now it's like a different level for me that I'm learning to step into, you know, to, to share in that way when, when I'm ready, you know, when it's right for me or me and my family. But yeah, I, I think that's probably it. Perspectives. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would say, um, just from what I've noticed from their work, specifically Pissarro and Seago, I think we, um, maybe share a love for the same kind of color palette. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe that's why I'm drawn to them. Lots of blues yeah. and greens, and and it's not just blues and greens. It's the the these specific blues and greens yeah. they use and the way they use them. I think that's one thing that we have in common. Yeah. Um, does anyone in your life regularly inspire you? Oh, yes. Um, Jeez. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, my kids are huge. Yeah, my kids are that yeah. way for me. I I have seen them over this last few years specifically become these very small humans. You know, these adult, small adult humans who are complex, and they are mirrors of myself. 
Um, and they have taught me so much just by observing them. They've taught me so much about who I am, you know, um, and mm-hmm. the parts of me that are that are hard. You know, I see in them. I also see strengths that are not in me that that are pretty innate to them. So, yeah, I mean, my kids, I have some business partners who've been a huge inspiration um, in my life the last couple mm-hmm. of years, John and Ashley. Um, yeah, I mean, with with work, same, you know, and I got, I got, I got a, a man now that I love and he is, um, <laughs> <laughs> he's so inspiring to me. I think he's one of the, he may be the most beautiful human I've ever had the pleasure of watching. And I'm very inspired by real, raw, everyday life. I really am. There's something about the, just the realness of the human condition that like gets me. So those, yeah, those people do. Yeah. They do. They really do. i I find my inspiration a little bit more from like other th- from like things, uh-huh. but yep. I know you know, and I agree. My my kids inspire mm-hmm. me, and certainly Jeff inspires me, and various family members. Um, but I'm I'm going to go with kind of a different answer in that um, this is a person who came to mind when I thought of this because it's always a little unexpected for me, and I'll explain it. Yeah. Um, who I'm going to say is Joanna Gaines. And it's okay. not. <laughs> didn't see that coming. All right. You Go know what? I didn't either. And it came, the reason why it came to mind. So let me explain this first of all, is that I, when Fixer Upper first came out, I saw some of the first episodes and I was like, I'm so glad HGTV is doing this kind of show again. I really yeah. enjoyed watching it and everything. Um, when it became super popular, anyone mm-hmm. who was doing anything that was remotely similar to that style was then like, oh, you're just like Joanna Gaines. Oh, did you get this idea yeah. from Joanna Gaines? And it became, I think anyone who was in that industry who was already like sure. blogging and antiquing and everything, it became a little like, oh, come on. No, mm-hmm. we've been doing this for like much longer than the show came out. And it's like, yeah. she's just kind of become the the representative person for all of us, um, sure. obviously wildly successful. But so I've kind of kept my blinders on a little bit when it comes to her and haven't like followed a ton of what she's been doing. But mm-hmm. when I do see little glimpses of things um, that she's doing, um, I find it so inspiring because um, she is so intentional about making sure that her message is one of encouragement yeah, and yeah. that she's using this platform really for good and not just about, I mean, of course there's so much entrepreneurship happening there, but yeah. you know, yeah. there's, but in the middle of all that, there's this really beautiful heart. And so even though I'm not looking for it there, I always like, Oh, I really love what she's saying and doing. Like, yeah. I love that. Good. That's you know, great. and it, it makes me really admire her and it it's, I find it inspiring. So mm-hmm. it's good to see in the world yes, success like that combined with heart like that. So it's, that just came no to doubt. Um, okay. And then who is your muse? Oh, jeez. <laughs> These questions. Okay. Twyla Tharp is a choreographer, and I think it's much more common for like a choreographer or for a portrait artist to have a muse. So mm-hmm. maybe let's say like, what is your muse? Okay, yeah, I would say it's it is that. It's what I just mentioned a second ago. It's the 
I don't know what it is about me. It's why I love super sad movies like a weirdo, you know, the human Mm -hmm. condition and like what people go through. And maybe it's my experience over the last few years, but I'm going to be honest, I've always had a soft spot for it. I mean, I remember squalling like a baby when I was forced to watch The Scarlet Letter as a movie in high school and being so Mm. traumatized by this story (laughs) that I could not function, you know, the rest of the night. So... I do. I think it's that. I see such a, um, man, such a connection, you know, in us all. And, uh, and that is very inspiring to me, super um, motivating. And it's what I want to spend my life. I want to think about the big things. I, I really do. I don't want to spend my life thinking about what color dishes to buy. Not that I'm saying there's anything wrong with buying pretty dishes. I'm just saying, I really, I'm super yeah, drawn to I that. I think that's it. So I think um, this has just been consistent for me, like in my creative work that I would say my muse is old things. Yeah. I love anything that's old or that feels old or that has this sense of history or age Mm -hmm. to it. I love learning from the past. And so, yeah, just old things. And then define muse. That's number 22. I would just say the thing that makes your heart hum the most, you know, the thing that makes you come want to come alive, you know, take the first step, write the first line, paint the first brushstroke, whatever, you know, yeah, that. I see Muse as like the an irresistible jumping off point for creative creative uh, creativity, creative endeavors, Mm -hmm. because. Um, like when you see something and you just have to paint it or you hear something, you just have to write about it. Mm-hmm. You see something, you just have to design a room about it. It's just something that com- it's so strong and compelling that you just can't. Yeah. You can't say no. Yeah. All right. So we will pick up with number 23 in our next <laughs> mini episode. Talk to you then. Stay tuned. <laughs> Cliffhanger. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to the Creative Exponent Podcast. Our original theme was written by A Walker Spring and recorded by Ellie Swope and Johan Wagner. And if you like the Creative Exponent, please subscribe and leave us a review. You can find us at www.thecreativeexponent.com. And you can also send us an email at hello at creativeexponent.com. 